0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about what happened when I went for three months without drinking any alcohol. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks, with your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. All right, so welcome to this episode again, another slightly shorter episode, midweek, um, just me or just yourself, depending on what week you listen to this. Um, we're adding these in to give you more content because that's what you asked for. Thank you for everybody who's leaving ratings and reviews on the iTunes platform. That really, really helps us just, just justify doing this, I suppose. Um, one of the quandaries of online business is um, just deciding how to spend your time really there are so many uh platforms and way to ways to publish and promote yourself um it can be very difficult to um to justify spending a lot of time on various uh, different things because you know we when you add everything up um all of social media um if you include YouTube and in that as well i suppose um obviously podcasts articles um, any kind of creation of products and programs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The list feels endless. Sometimes, so when you know we ask for something on the podcast, like a, a rating or review, and they start to come in, we're like, "Hey, these guys like this." So we we really enjoy doing the podcast. We really want to keep doing them. So actually, it's really just us looking for post hoc justification to continue doing them. So thank you for everybody who's leaving rating and reviews. Uh, so I'm walking today forgive me if there is excess background noise um the last time this happened I'm not sure this episode uploaded loaded actually I'm going to check as soon as I get to my designated coffee shop for the morning um but the last time I was uh recording while walking um I saw somebody uh fall over and hit their head really really hard and I had to stop the episode so um hopefully that doesn't happen again (laughs) that was not a fun start to the day um But yeah, so it is, as I record this, the last week of March. And uh, last weekend, I had my first sip of alcohol for 2019. So before people start going out, you didn't go three months like you said. So I technically didn't do the full three months. There's a reason for that. I'll get to that in a second. Um, But myself and two friends decided to... Uh, complete a mini uh, sobriety challenge, I suppose. Sobriety <clears throat> is a weird word for me. I don't know why. Um, I think it, it sort of has connotations of, um, you know, the opposite of alcoholism, um, which I, I don't believe that I fall into that category. But I suppose, you know, it is it is technically accurate. So, you know, not, not consuming any alcohol, remaining sober for uh, the first part of 2019. So that's what we decided to do. Um, The reasons, I don't know, it sounded fun to do. It was certainly a challenge. Um, I don't think any of the group, um, they may be listening to this, I don't know. I don't think any of the group have alcohol issues at all. Um, But we certainly, you know, we drink like, I don't know, once every two to three weeks probably. And when we do, we're typical, like, British male 20-somethings who think that the only way to consume alcohol is, and I can't say the same whether this is the same for any other um, demographic. But all I know is that you know most people that I associate with, who fit that bracket, when they drink, they either don't drink or they drink a lot at once. So it's very much binge drinking culture. So that was very much typical of the relationship that we had. It was kind of like, you know, when when there was something happening, um, so an, an event, a gathering. Like, go watch the boxing or, you know, whatever. That was an excuse to, like, let's go have eight beers and a few gin and tonics, that sort of thing. Um, Now, obviously, from my point point of view, this is all balanced and managed around um, my fitness, nutrition. And for me, the way that, as you hopefully know by now, the way that I express that is with powerlifting. And that just keeps me me on the straight and narrow, narrow. Keeps me on the straight and narrow. Keeps me with something to shoot for constantly. So... Um, even though, for example, um, I wasn't able to compete in the previous powerlifting meet um, that's just gone, I uh, I already have something else to shoot for in like nine weeks' time. Um, so that's how I've always kept myself ticking over in the right direction. So I've always managed alcohol around that, around making weight, around getting lean. Um, and a lot of our content um, in our programs is, is built around living a... We're not, we're not you know, trying to hit your goal without changing your life too much. Um, the more you change your life in order to, to attain a goal, the, the less sustainable it becomes and the less enjoyable it becomes. So we've always taken the attitude of, you know, if you don't have to change your life, why would you? If you don't have to do anything extreme, why the hell would you? But alcohol is a, is a weird one. It's not really the same as having a muffin or a slice of cake or an entire Domino's pizza, or two Domino's pizzas, <laughs> whatever your preference is, it has lasting impacts. So the thing that I've always felt a bit frustrated with about alcohol is I love I love a night out. I, love, I really like beer. I didn't used to. I've, I've learned to really like beer. Um, I enjoy a, the social aspect of drinking very much. Um, but it's frustrating when you wake up the next day and all the consistency that you've spent months or years building, in some cases, just tanks for a day. Um, and you know, maybe you're building habits or hitting your macros, trying to manage your weekly calories, maybe you've got one final training session for the week to do, whatever, you wake up hungover and suddenly that's very, very difficult to stick to, right? And obviously alcohol as well is, it's like drinking, it's like if you went out and had loads of uh, like full sugar Fanta or full sugar Coke, incidentally as an aside, people who call full sugar Coke, full fat Coke, fucking hell, like the number, the, the amount of my life that I spent thinking that coke had fatten. I was like, oh yeah, coke's really fattening. And then as soon as you read anything about it, you're like, hmm, there's no fat in coke. Anyway, needless round. Hey, Johnny here. Just a really quick interruption to this episode to let you know about a resource we now have up and running on propanefitness.com. One of the most popular questions we get from readers and listeners is, Hey guys, what would you recommend for my starting calories for fat loss or muscle gain? How much protein, carbs, fat? How many calories should I eat to begin my journey as a starting point? Normally, this is something that we do for clients when they come into our program, The Propane Protocol, but recently, we have opened up the calculator that we use for all of our clients so that you can get a free calculation, a free starting point of what we would recommend if you were to start as a client with us for your protein, carbs, fats, and calories overall for either fat loss or muscle gain, customized to you and your goal. If you want to get access to that, it is totally free. You just have to go to propinfitnesscom forward slash calculator, enter your information, and we will send your macros and your calorie recommendations to that email address. And we'll also send you a few free resources over email just to pad that out and ensure that you have the best possible chances of reaching your goals in fat loss and muscle gain. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, So Chris who runs the Modern Wisdom podcast who's had us on multiple times you may know by now that he's a big fan of this stuff. Um, Now I think he, he used to have a bit more of a Romantic relationship with alcohol than I did. I think he used to drink a lot more when he was younger. Um, so for him, it was, you know, clean cut, six months sobriety. Um, and I think he's now doing 18 months, which is pretty cool. Um, but the stuff that he spoke about was, you know, it actually becomes a test. It becomes um, so, stuff that you maybe previously lean on alcohol for. Like uh, any social situation that's in a bar or in a club with lots of people you maybe don't know. Or if you're single, dating, um, dinners with, you know, work, whatever, right? Anything you need, like a little bit of courage, um, you tend to lean on alcohol for that. And so removing it really does show you where you're exposed and where where you're weak and where you're strong. Um, in terms of like your ability to handle situations. So it all sounded pretty cool. Like I don't, the thought of going for three months without alcohol didn't particularly phase me. But I thought, you know, I don't have a reason to not do it. So I gave it a try and did it with two friends who I would typically, um, like if I was going to go drinking, they would be there. So we made this pact of like, right, we're going to have to come up with um, some fun, sober things to do, which we did. Uh, We did. We played a lot more uh, golf. We went go karting. um, Just generally, like going to things and not drinking, Um, which was pretty refreshing, to be honest. And especially, like it was a bit weird at first, but especially towards the end of the three months, I, I can safely say I really didn't miss it. Like, it's there's this little bit of so if if you've been dieting for a while or just in fitness for a while. You'll probably have felt this little pinch of pride when um, you know it's midday and you've already trained and you've already, you know, hit your had your protein shake and taken taking your multivitamins and you've got eight hours of sleep and you've already hit ten thousand steps by four PM and all this sort of stuff. Like and other people haven't, you get this little bit of pride and feeling like, yes, yeah, so I'm moving in the right direction, everyone else is standing still. There's a little bit of that with, you know, you you go on a night out with people and you don't drink. Everyone else does. And the next morning, the WhatsApp group fires up and everyone's hungover and you're not. There's a little bit of like, hmm, I win. Like, I still got the night out. I know for for certain that I didn't miss anything. In fact, most people were like past the point of even being able to communicate by midnight. Um, And yet here I am. Like, I'm up and working or whatever. So that's pretty cool. Um, so of the three of us, one of one of them, uh, I won't mention his name, but he knows who he is. Uh, he didn't make it very far at all. Um, I think he made it like three weeks before he sent us a photo of a pint of Peroni. Um, there are a few reasons for that, which I'll, I'll let him off, but I think it's pathetic, frankly. Um, but yeah, t- <laughs> Two of us made it, two of us made it the full three months, or or near enough the full three months. Um, And the last drink that we had, or the first drink that we had, rather, was just this weekend gone. So the reasons for that are um, I'm due to go on a stag do, for which, um, well, it's going to be a a weekend, a full weekend of of, uh, drinking and consuming plenty of food, I imagine, in Scotland. Um, And I know, I think, I like to think that, um, well, no That's completely wrong phrase I know for sure that if I wasn't to drink It would be like the big deal It's like I can't believe Johnny's not drinking on my stagdew. do um, So I figure like You know I need to drink on the stag do Or I'd like to drink on the stag do And if I don't I'll get lots of shit And it's just not worth it, right I'm just not going to go down that route And give myself all that grief But I also don't want that to be the first exposure to alcohol I have this year so we had like a little dry run, test run this weekend. And I had like for well, this weekend just gone. I had like four beers, um, two pints, two pints, and two bottles of beer. So not very much. Um, didn't actually feel it as much as I thought I would, but certainly like the first beer, um, there is this feeling of like, oh yeah, that's what that's what drinking feels like. It's really weird, and actually like the the, the first thought I had was. Like, what's all the fuss about again? Why do people like getting drunk so much? Because it definitely does, it definitely is, when you see it from a distance with a little bit more objectivity, you're like, this is just a bit shit. Like, I just, I'm fuzzy. I can't think as quickly. Um, I feel like I almost, you know, it's more effort to string a sentence together. I'm less aware of what's going on. But, you know, I don't mean to be sat on my high horse. But it's just interesting, right? I think anytime you give anything up, um, you get a fresh perspective on it. And I suppose, really, that's what I want to talk about on this podcast is... Um, so this is the second experiment I've done with this now. Um, first with, first one was with caffeine, and now with alcohol. And to date, the way that I now approach caffeine, I'd say I probably did have a caffeine problem. I think quite a lot of people do. Um, I was drinking like four or five coffees a day, pretty much without fail. I will now um, only have um, either a coffee pre-training if I'm training, um, or one in the morning if I've got like a very cognitively demanding day. Um, no caffeine post post 12 p.m. ever, um, and never more than one serving of coffee which has is, is completely changed how I feel about coffee because, again, like, giving it up gave me that perspective. It made me realise, um, actually, that yeah, this is a really strong thing. It's a really strong drug, and I'm abusing it. And I think I got the same, or I, not to the same extent, because I wasn't, like, I wasn't having four beers by midday every day. But you definitely get the same perspective with alcohol when you give it up for a while and you start to see that, actually, firstly... Um, you know, being drunk, being tipsy isn't quite as appealing as you were maybe in the automatic routine of thinking and secondly like going without it isn't that bad so the game we're now playing so the guy who was successful with the uh, three months and myself uh, he's called Ben you may have heard us mention him before um, we're playing this game where we're going to have 13 playing cards so the full full suit of cards essentially um, ace to king. And uh those cards designate or or represent rather um a drinking event we can have in the for the rest of the year. So that we're trying to decide what that actually represents. But like it all, all it all it does is mean that you know you can drink. There's nothing wrong with drinking, but you know, you select when you do. It's a it's a conscious decision. Um and it's a decision that you make to, you know, enhance or improve um, social setting or you know maybe it's a birthday or a wedding or a stag do Um, if you've been listening to our podcast recently you'll know that um, last year I had a lot of weddings Uh, this year is the year off weddings Um, but 2020 we've already got like four that we're going to in like a really short space of time but so stuff like that right like it's often easier to or more enjoyable actually as well to just go along and drink right and join in and not be the not be the fitness weirdo, um, but stuff where it's like a few beers with dinner, where you get nothing out of it, just view that differently and, and skip it. So that's really what I've got out of this. So I suppose the lesson from the podcast is, um, and, and really what I'm always trying to do, is examine, like, what do I just do on autopilot on a daily basis? Like What do I um, spend a lot of my time, energy, money, calories, um, attention on, and what would happen if I didn't do that? Or what would happen if I did the opposite of that? What would happen if I gave something up for a period of time, right? And it's something that can initially be pretty painful, but you always get, even if this is the only thing you get, you always get a perspective on that thing that you didn't have before, or maybe you lost before because it became so normal. And that often then changes how you use or view or see that thing afterwards. So the next thing I'm thinking of doing, I've just finished a book called Digital Minimalism by a guy called Carl Newport. And he talks about doing a 30-day social media detox. So I'm seriously considering that. If I do, I'll let you know. But that one scares me the most, I think. All right, that's everything from this episode. We'll speak soon. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode. So we have an opportunity for you, something that we have put together that is totally free, that is a synthesis of everything that Yusuf and I have learned in fat loss, muscle gain, nutrition, training, lifestyle, habits, the works. Everything that you hear on these podcasts, condensed and more, condensed into a synthesis of seven days of learning and immersive experience to totally overhaul, enhance and accelerate the results you're getting currently in your training and your nutrition, no matter how advanced you are or aren't. We put together a virtual learning interactive coaching experience called the 7-Day Kickstart that you can take part in whenever you're ready to. To join, simply go profanfitness.com forward slash 7-Day Kickstart. Enter your details and you'll be sent everything that you need. You'll be coached by the Profan Fitness coaching team over 7 days for free. You'll get 7 days of content sent to your email completely for free. And it gives you a look behind the scenes of what we do with clients and gives you a ton of information that previously was only available to paying clients inside of our world. So propinfitness.com forward slash seven day kickstart to take part and we hope to see you inside. See you in the next episode. Speak soon.